can we really allow ourselves to surrender to the feeling of again receiving? And receiving invites us to welcome a vulnerable part of ourselves. And it's a tender place to live in. You know, we're more available to receive the gifts that were offered every day with just a sincere thank you or a warm smile. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode on receiving kindness. Why is it so hard for us to do that? I'm going to be doing a monologue. So it's just me exploring this topic. Yeah, many of us grew up with the belief that it's nobler to give than to receive. Yet, you know, if everyone were busy giving and no one was emotionally available for receiving, then all of that giving would just get, I don't know, sucked in like a black hole. It's a vulnerable thing to really graciously receive, to receive somebody's gesture of kindness for a gift that they're giving us. Because just think of it, You know, even if we don't have the capabilities or the resources or the wherewithal to give all that we would like to give, we always have the capacity to receive and to receive graciously. And I know that sounds simple, but at times it can be surprisingly hard and it can be surprisingly hard for many people. I find it fascinating when I'm working with couples and I see a gesture, a gesture of kindness from one partner to the other. And it sometimes just goes right over the other person's head or they deflect it or they don't fully take it in. It's really uncomfortable for people at times to really receive kindness. And I really think that that's really detrimental to relationships, to not actually receive a kind gesture from somebody that is giving us this gift. It could be an appreciation. It could be a compliment. It could be a gesture of help. And I know I'm guilty of it. And I think I'm a really good receiver with appreciations. But sometimes with kindness, it's really interesting because this is what I see myself do more often. When somebody goes to open up a door for me, usually I gesture for them to go first through the door that they just opened for me. (laughs) Isn't that ridiculous? Why am I not just receiving the gift of going through that door that they just opened instead of me thinking that, no, I need to be maybe holier than thou or kinder in that gesture. No, 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 no. You go first. And then I feel better. But it takes away 
that gift that that person is giving. Because I know how that feels on the other end. When I open up a door and then the other person goes, no, 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 you go, you go ahead. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, why didn't you just receive my gift of me allowing you to go first? Can you resonate with that, huh? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why it is so hard for us to open in these kind of ways. But I'm going to explore a little bit of that today in this monologue. In general, I think it also comes down to that I think when we're also presented with the opportunities for connection of intimacy, sometimes we're not available to it. You know, not allowing ourselves to receive support, to receive the gesture of kindness. Sometimes what that does, it creates this distance or this isolation to the other person. And in some sense, it insulates us from intimacy. Even though I believe that every person really longs for connection, yet when we're presented sometimes for that opportunity to connect, again, for some reason, we're not available to it at times. Because a small human interaction that maybe will melt the barriers that can cause separation between people, that can even happen in a simple gesture of requesting help and assistance. Because that's a vulnerable position to receive, right? To really, really receive from somebody else. A big one in that is, ooh, do I have an obligation to give back? Yeah, right? Doesn't that resonate? At times, aren't we afraid that we will be obligated to give something in return if we receive something? I know many people tell me that, that they're cautious. They're not so trusting. They're thinking maybe there's alternative motives, and maybe there are at times, from people that are giving. But I think we jump to the conclusion way too fast at times that we have to give back instantly. You know, I think there are people growing up that maybe giving meant that there was unwelcome strings attached, that there was a sense of duty and obligation to give back. I mean, I see it at times now with parents and little kids when there's a gesture of being given a gift of something Then the parents tell the kids, well, why don't you give Johnny this? Because you got that. Instead of just letting Johnny just totally receive the gift that he got. It's funny because I even feel sometimes when I get a holiday card from somebody, it's this feeling like, oh shit, did I give, now I've got to give a holiday card to them? And I don't even send holiday cards out. And I still feel this obligation, like shouldn't I give a holiday card since they sent one for me? I'm getting over that though. But there's a twinge that comes in there that fast. I think there can be a great liberation in ourselves if we allow ourselves just the freedom to not have these like self-imposed pressures that we have to give back when we receive kindness. To fully breathe it in. You know, I tell that to people over and over. When you receive appreciation, 
when you're receiving a compliment, breathe it in. Take this good deep breath in so that you're receiving it bodily and letting it enter your body. Because when people take short breaths or they cut it off, they're not actually receiving, right? A breath in an inhale is a receiving. If you're receiving the words or the gesture from somebody with a big inhale, you are allowing yourself to really take it in. So that's what I tell people sometimes just with that word. Hey, take it in. Take it in with a nice deep breath. Recently, I found myself struggling with uh, receiving this gesture of kindness from my son last summer when he was home. And I came home from work one day and I walked into my bedroom and I looked into my closet and my closet was all organized. It was not before. (laughs) All my shirts were folded and color-coded in stacks. My hanging shirts and my pants were color-coded and neatly hung. A lot of my other shelves were cleared and cleaned. My dresser drawers that had a bunch of junk all over it, couldn't really find it, was cleaned out. And simple things were put in it. And there was a box on the side with everything else that my son couldn't find, oh, rational and reasonable places to place it for me to go through it. And it was just a kind gesture from my 23-year-old son. He's a really good organizer. And I think he wanted to bring that talent that he has to help me. I didn't feel like it was an intrusion at all. It was such a gesture of kindness. I didn't take it as, ooh, shame or there's something wrong that I was messy. But I felt instantly that I wanted to like give him something back. Instead of really fully taking it in. And I remember we sat down on my bed and, and I just looked at him and was just, I had tears in my eyes that he would spend that time just for that gesture of giving me that, uh, that kindness, that thoughtfulness to help me out in that way without me asking at all. And he just looked at me and he just smiled and he knew that I was having a little hard time just taking it in. And he was like, yeah, dad, you know, I just wanted to do that for you. No strings attached. I know many parents will be thinking, yeah, what did he want? And when, when we do that, when we even playfully do that, I was really cautious to not say something like that to him. Like, yeah, man, so what do you really want? And that, that deflection, that deflection is a distraction of allowing intimacy and connection. And I wasn't about to do that. But I could feel that little tinge about that, oh, I couldn't really fully take it in that I wanted to give something back, but I didn't. What I gave back was the receiving, right? When we fully receive something, we really give the giver a gift of receiving. I know when I give a kind gesture and somebody doesn't take it, in some way I feel insulted. It's like, come on, I'm giving you a gift and you're not receiving it. 
when people really take my kindness or my support or my help or my appreciation, oh, it feels so good as the giver when somebody fully takes it. So, you know, when somebody really offers you a gift or a compliment or does you a favor, I would say notice how you feel in your body. You know, is your stomach tight or is it relaxed? Is your throat tight or is it relaxed? You're clenching your teeth. Are you holding your breath? Can you just accept it? Simply accept it. So I would say don't overthink it. Take a deep breath and just allow it. Allow it to be very open and expansive and you'll see the lightness of that vulnerability. And again, I'm witness of gestures in my office of kindness and one partner just deflects it. Even a simple compliment of a kind word about somebody's appearance. And I hear the other person that is receiving it says, no, 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 I don't look good. I, I look terrible today. Or my, my hair needs combing, you know, or no, 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 I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really heavy and I need to lose weight. So do you really think that they complimented you just to hear you point out your own flaws? I don't think so. But we automatically go to that sometimes. When somebody points out a positive aspect of ourselves, we actually negate it and bring out the flaws. So I actually coach people in that response to say, wow, thank you. How nice of you to say that. Or thank you so much for your kind words. That really makes me feel really good. Thank you. Mm, Can you practice that? Can you just practice about receiving and responding just with a thank you so much? That feels so good to hear. Oh, that's really kind of you to say. I really appreciate it. Instead of, again, deflecting it or minimizing what they have to say, their kindness, their compliments, their appreciation. You know, I love when I give my wife, for instance, a a kind compliment about her cooking And that she actually says back to me, yeah, I'm really pleased with how it came out too. Instead of saying, well, no, I think it needs a little bit more salt. It feels wonderful to actually share in that compliment and that kindness together by having the receiver really receive it. See, because in some sense, when we are giving, we're more in control, right? It might be easier to offer a kind word or, or buy something as a gesture for somebody, but can we really allow ourselves to surrender to the feeling of, again, receiving? And receiving invites us to welcome a vulnerable part of ourselves. And it's a tender place to live in. You know, we're more available to receive the gifts that we're offered every day with just a sincere thank you, or a warm smile. So if you have some control issues, (laughs) start practicing on receiving kindness. Yeah, we're not in control when we receive. It's vulnerable. You know, I get the gesture when somebody has, let's say, a party, a birthday party, and on the invitation they say, 
no gifts, please. I know that they're probably doing it in order to not oblige the person to have to bring a gift. But if a person wants to bring a gift as a gesture of their care, of their love, of their kindness, why do we deny that? Why do we deny that experience of letting that person give and us receive? How about putting out an invitation? You know, you don't have to bring a gift, but if you really, really want to, I'll be really happy to receive it. I've never received an invitation like that. You know, that's actually something I'm going to put on my next invitation for for my own birthday party. And, you know, I think that we kind of play this codependent game with this giving and receiving of, let's say, gestures of kindness. You know, we never know the intentions of someone who is showing us kindness. It's easy to automatically assume that it may be a burden for them. And you know what? So what if it is? Is it our place to judge or just to show gratitude? And more often than not, people actually want to make us feel good. So one of those barriers to receive kindness is we don't want to inconvenience the other person. I also think a barrier is that we get hung up on perfectionism, that when we accept kindness from others, it's probably maybe not done exactly maybe how we would have done it. Does that make any sense for people? I know some people that I work with that they have a hard time receiving even like getting their house cleaned or when the dishwasher is loaded a certain way or the laundry is done. Sometimes they think that they're the only ones who can do it right. And it's not important how the kindness is given, only that it is given and that we should receive it and not exactly that it's got to be done a certain way. That's getting hung up in perfectionism. And here's another big one. I think a real hang up to have a trouble receiving. And that is that we feel unworthy and we have difficulty recognizing our own self-worth. And accepting kindness is actually accepting that you are worthy of it. A notion that many of us struggle with. I work with couples and when they have a hard time receiving kindness from their partner or an appreciation, many times one of them said, yeah, I just don't think I deserve it because of all these negative things that I, that I have done. But let me tell you this, everyone is worthy of kindness, everyone. It doesn't matter what your history was or actually what you do, down to your core, as a human being, you are worthy to receive kindness. But if we let the self-doubt run the show, kindness will automatically bounce off of us and we will be left feeling that we're not good enough. So you got to start telling yourself that you are worthy and eventually you will start to believe it. And I also see people let pride get in the way 
of accepting kindness. And that's an interesting one, right? To feel so much pride that you're not allowing that connection of, again, that vulnerability of receiving, that you have too much pride to open up to the softness, to the vulnerability of receiving somebody's gift. Or too much pride that you're saying, I don't deserve it because that is what I'm supposed to do. I don't need your kindness because that is my job. Or that was already a given that I was supposed to do what I did. So to receive your kindness gesture or your appreciation or acknowledgement, I have too much pride for that. To me, that's just a blockage, again, of receiving and being intimate and connection with another human being. So don't let your pride get in the way of accepting kindness. Here's a little story that was really interesting. I was working with a client many years ago that told me of a demise of a friendship that she was confused of why one of her friends just stopped communicating with her. And then she finally realized when she started working on her self-worth, she told me that she once had a best friend who before was extremely good to her. But because my client's receiving capabilities was what she called broken or out of order, she couldn't recognize all of her friend's efforts. She said her friend would build her up. She would point out her strength. She was her biggest cheerleader. Her intention was to help her, to help my client gain more confidence in herself. But because, again, my client's own receiving capabilities was broken, she couldn't recognize what she was doing. And the insecure part of her even thought that her friend pitied her. And after a while, the friendship just started to dissipate. And she recognized that that was a major demise in the friendship, was her inability to receive the kindness that her friend was offering her. And I think that that's true. I love when my friends are really able to recognize and receive my gestures of support and kindness. I become closer to them. I feel connected to them. I know that they really appreciate my efforts and support. I really don't think that I would have friends that wouldn't receive me in this way. As a matter of fact, I know that I don't. The people that don't receive me in this way, that don't really recognize, I don't feel very close to. So that's part of an intimate connection with friends or with families and especially with family members and partners. If you're having difficulty with your partner on the receiving and the giving end of kindness, compliments, and appreciation, it could be a big factor of maybe some unhealthy or dysfunction connection that you have in your relationship. Couples that I work with, again, that when one or both have a difficult time receiving the other one's gesture of kindness, they're handicapped in many areas of their relationship. There's almost a permeating of some sickness that's going through in their relationship because they're not able to receive that health because it is part of health 
to receive that kind of kindness, right? It's like not eating good, healthy food, not receiving kindness. And we know what happens when we don't eat well and don't take in healthy air, healthy food, the healthy atmosphere around us. So when we're not taking that healthy kindness and support from people that are closest to us, then the health of the relationship is going to suffer. Because in some sense, you know, when people talk about humility, like they want to be humble, and that's one reason why they're not receiving kindness and gestures of goodwill from other people, I don't think it's humility. I think it's actually denial. So one way to receive is to actually focus on the intention and the love of the giver that motivated that gift of that offering or that kindness or that sincere compliment, believing them, accepting it, and just saying thank you. Just being grateful for what you have received also makes the giver mm, just feel better and happier because it says that you appreciate their effort, their time. You appreciate them as a person of who they are. So if you want to practice also being a really good giver, you got to practice being a really, really good receiver. If you want to practice being a really, really good receiver, you got to practice on being a really, really, really good giver. I don't think that there is any difference. It's a circle. I've said this before. It's kind of like what I look at the heart as an, an organ. It takes in just enough blood to be able to pump and to give out for the rest of the body. If it just only received, then it wouldn't give out to the rest of the body. But if it only pumped out, blood to the rest of the body, it couldn't receive and replenish itself. So if you think of that analogy about ourselves and giving and receiving, you will see how important it is to understand the depth of both giving and receiving. So to contemplate this, I would say, you know, perhaps you can reframe your response to receiving kindness and compliments and that you can learn just to receive them. You know, instead of questioning whether you deserve them or fearing that you will appear, let's say, conceited or that you are getting more than your share, just stop thinking about yourself for the moment and think instead about the giver. Think about the kindness that's being extended to you by them. Just accepting it with what we say at times, grace. Can you allow yourself to do that? Well, I'm going to end this monologue with a quote from my man, Leo Biscaglia, Dr. Love. He was my inspiration and mentor to become a therapist. I saw him on PBS when I was like 12 years old, and he was giving a lecture at the University of Southern California where he was a professor on hugging. He was talking about hugging and I thought, oh my gosh, this man is a professor and he's talking about love and hugging. I want to be able to do that. So Leo Biscaglia has been a great inspiration to me.
So here's a quote from him. He says, Too often we underestimate the power of a touch, a smile, a kind word, a listening ear, an honest compliment, or the smallest act of caring, all of which have the potential to turn a life around. Yeah, that is so true. And I would add, and it can turn your relationship around. <laughs> so, well, thanks for listening. I hope you, that you enjoyed it. And I really appreciate all of you that are listening that have also passed this podcast around to other people. My podcast is now in 60 different countries I have listeners. That's really incredible, and it really touches my heart. And it's just such an honor to know that my words and this podcast has been of benefit to people's lives. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you make yourselves a beautiful day. Relationships. Let's talk about it is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC, of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. Oxbus.